the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And she's ready to tackle the big cultural and legal issues facing America. This is The Jenna Ellis Show. Here is your host, Jenna Ellis. Happy Monday, friends, and welcome to The Jenna Ellis Show. And we have a lot to talk about today. I am actually really sick of talking about the coronavirus and COVID-19 and the government's absolutely unconstitutional and failed response. But we're going to keep talking about this because it's so important to our constitution, our freedoms and liberties, and everything that is going on right now politically and culturally in America and around the world. So we do have to keep talking about it in the sense of talking about the government's response and uh, what they are continuing to try to impose in terms of mandates and uh, in terms of their messaging. And if you have not seen this yet on Twitter uh, between yesterday and today, I mean, over the weekend, this is going to absolutely shock you because how the government uh, and the Biden administration is trying to handle this new Omicron variant um, and the messaging that is coming out now from the president is just absolutely insane. So first, we're going to talk about legacy precious metals. And you know that the Biden administration has also caused a financial crisis and they have no clue how to fix it. Oil prices have skyrocketed. And when oil prices go up, not only do your expenses go up, but the cost of transportation and shipping spikes, leading the prices of goods to rise. And we're already seeing record inflation. And this is the very last thing that we need. So if all of your money is tied up in stocks, bonds and traditional markets, then you may be vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company that I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold, and they can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. So call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right. So I don't know if you know the name Jeffrey Zients or Zients. Not exactly sure how to pronounce this guy's name, but it's Z-I-E-N-T-S. He is the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator who succeeded Deborah Burks. Everyone is very familiar with uh, Deborah Burks, I think. And so Jeffrey, we'll just call him uh, Zients, and hopefully that's the correct pronunciation. We're just going to call him that. And he is now the uh, response coordinator that succeeded. Uh, Deborah Burks, and he gave a White House briefing yesterday. And the transcript, of course, is posted online at wh.gov. 
And this was a press briefing by the White House COVID-19 response team and public health officials. So this was via teleconference. um, And so it wasn't anywhere in the media in terms of uh, being covered on TV, at least that I saw because this was via teleconference. And it was um, December 17th at 11 a.m. Eastern. And Mr. Zient starts out with this and says uh, today he wants to give an overview of the state of the pandemic. But this is what he said. And this is why the transcript is going viral on Twitter. He said, before we start, I want to talk about how we should think about this for a moment. As we've explained in prior briefings, the Omicron variant is more transmissible and our medical experts anticipate it will lead to a rise in cases. But unlike last winter, we now have the power to protect ourselves. Our vaccines work against Omicron, especially for people who get booster shots when they're eligible. If you are vaccinated, you could test positive. But if you do get COVID, your case will likely be asymptomatic or mild. We'll put a pin in that for a moment and say they have absolutely no data that supports that. Um, They continue to say on social media, for example, like Twitter, that the unvaccinated um, are the only ones that are spreading COVID. And so if you are vaccinated and uh, that you can't spread or share COVID. And you have the White House official here who is responsible for the coronavirus response, absolutely uh, dispelling that narrative, even in their own admission. So uh, yeah, this is just a, a completely ridiculous response by social media companies to try to suppress the truth. Uh, but anyway, this is the part that everyone yesterday and today are absolutely appalled by. He said this, Mr. Zients, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. So our message to every American is clear. There is action you can take to protect yourself and your family. Wear a mask in public indoor settings, get vaccinated, get your kids vaccinated, and get a booster shot when you're eligible. This is appalling, you guys. This is absolutely appalling that Joe Biden and his administration is now the president only for the vaccinated. By actually saying for the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families and the hospitals, you may soon overwhelm. They are clearly separating two categories of Americans. They are treating the vaccinated as a preferable class status, and they are intentionally targeting the unvaccinated and basically saying that if you get covid and have any symptoms at all, including and and they're predicting it will be severe illness and death, then they don't even care. They're done saying that they're even concerned about you. And this isn't even a choice for you. This is saying we're, we're not going to let Omicron disrupt life for the vaccinated. I've been saying since this entire vaccine mandate narrative started coming out from the Biden administration that this is like uh, the segregation of blacks and whites 
in the past in American history, where there is now a preferred class of citizens based on a characteristic, and they are intentionally trying to segregate and treat poorly this lower class of individuals. This is yet another way of of segregation in the United States. And for the White House to be putting out messaging like this, saying, we are preferring the vaccinated to the unvaccinated is not only irresponsible, but it's absolutely immoral and actually evil. And not only that, this is absolutely false messaging as well. Because let's be clear, what else happened over this weekend? Just yesterday, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Cory Booker, both Democrats, which you know doesn't matter to COVID, this isn't a political virus, but both Democrats, both who are by their own public statements, double vaccinated and have their booster, both yesterday tested positive for COVID. So clearly, the vaccine is not actually a preventative vaccine. And for the government and anyone else trying to still pretend that this is preventative, well, they're, it, it's just totally false. And the messaging that they're putting out is, I'm so grateful that I'm fully vaccinated and boosted because if I weren't, then I would definitely be having more severe symptoms. Well, they don't know that at all. And the data does not reflect that. Now, just in my own personal experience from friends that I've had who have had COVID, I've had friends both known to be vaccinated or unvaccinated that have had COVID. And the criteria that has mattered the most to their symptoms, the severity of their symptoms, and also, by the way, their recovery has been whether or not they had prior to contracting COVID, not the vaccine, but whether or not they had comorbidities. So I know several people who have been family friends, who I've personally known, who have been fully vaccinated, but were either a lot older and also very obese who died of COVID and incredibly sad, but they were vaccinated. And I've also known people who were not in a high risk category, unvaccinated, generally very healthy, uh, had, you know, lived a, an active, uh, fit lifestyle and their symptoms were really mild and they got over it really quickly. So the data suggests and seems to suggest that the biggest factor with COVID are pre-existing comorbidities, how fit you are, your health otherwise, not necessarily the vaccine. Now, I'm not here to suggest that you should or should not take the vaccine. This is a critically important point because every time that I talk about this or I post about it, everybody wants to guess whether I'm vaccinated or not. And they you know, based on whatever I say, they interpret it through their own lens. If you are somebody who is pro-vaccine, then I'm anti-vax. And if you are um, completely, you know, you think the the vaccine is one big conspiracy theory and it's trying to sterilize everybody or, you know, whatever you believe about that, then, you know, of course, I'm saying that it's totally fine, right? And, And you should go and get the vaccine. No, no, no. What I'm suggesting is that every person has to decide for themselves the risk evaluation. This is a risk assessment. 
because nobody knows the long-term effect of the vaccine. Everybody can point to anecdotal data like what I just shared of their own personal experience and what they've learned in the media through talking about their own doctor um, to, you know, whatever other sources they happen to follow. And people can arrive at different conclusions about the vaccine, and certainly they can arrive at different conclusions for their own personal health risk assessment based on their own comorbidities and their own risk factors. So this is a risk assessment calculation like anything else, because there is a risk in not taking the vaccine, but there also is a risk in taking the vaccine. And there are good reasons that rational, reasonable people do both. I know people who are both vaccinated and unvaccinated and for very good reasons. Um, and whether or not I agree with their individual decision or whether I think, okay, if I were them, would I have made that same decision? The point is, it is not my choice. We all have to make a risk assessment calculation. And there are risks, definitely risks associated with an unknown experimental vaccine that clearly shows that it's not actually a preventative measure. At best, it is what you know Booker and Warren and all of these Democrats are saying that it helps uh, if and when you do contract COVID, it helps reduce your symptoms and makes it milder and you have a greater likelihood of not being hospitalized and ultimately surviving. Okay, but there is a risk associated because you've seen also the cases of myocarditis. Um, you've seen how, you know, the FDA is now saying that they think that Pfizer is better than Moderna, which is better than Johnson & Johnson, um, after more studies have shown other uh, populations' reactions, uh, saying, you know, that Johnson & Johnson is not a great uh, because it doesn't provide as much protection because it was only one shot. Well, initially when that came out, everybody was, a lot of people were saying, um, you know, this is great because it's just one time and then uh, people won't have to remember to come back and, you know, a lot of different benefits to having only one jab, okay? As time goes on, necessarily, just because of how life works, you get more information. And we are going to have more information a year from now, a month from now, 10 years from now than we do at this moment about not only the vaccines, but also the long-term effects of them. And I, and I keep calling it a vaccine just because, you know, that's what, that's the narrative right now, right? And we're kind of buying into that. I think it's more of a, a therapeutic mechanism that is, uh, that you take up front um, as a way to try to prevent symptoms, because that's the best that the data so far has to offer is that your your symptoms may be more mild uh, if you if you take this jab, right? But necessarily, over the next uh, you know however long it's it's going to be, as time progresses, we're going to learn more about the long term effects of each of these uh, different jabs. That's just how life goes. So. Some people calculate that risk and say, I want to know more about the long-term effects. I want to know more about, you know, is myocarditis directly attributable to one particular type of jab, like the, the Moderna one, it seems to be, uh, based on, you know, the news uh, resources that are coming out in the and what the data suggests. Do we believe that, right? Um, are there any impacts long-term on births? We don't know that. 
there there are risks that are associated with any sort of medication at all. I mean, anybody who has watched any television commercials about medications, even things that have been on the market for years and are FDA approved and all of this, you always have the caveats in uh, in any form of medication and in any commercial that say, you know, but could cause this and this and this and this. So talk to your doctor and make sure that this is right for you. Well, why is it any different when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine? Well, it shouldn't be. Now, on the flip side, there is a risk associated with not taking the vaccine. And, and what is that? Well, because you do leave yourself unprotected in the sense of you just have natural immunity. And if there is a benefit to the vaccine, if there is truth to any of the data that suggests that you do have milder symptoms and you don't have um, as great of risk of being hospitalized and you are in a high risk category and you do want to uh, receive what you believe are benefits of this, then that is also a risk calculation because staying unvaccinated is also a risk that you are not receiving the benefits if there are any of the vaccine. So, but at the same time, then you're also not receiving any of the risks associated with the vaccine because if you remain unvaccinated, then, you know, you're definitely not going to get myocarditis from the vaccine or any of the possible consequences known or unknown from the vaccine. But you may not receive any of the benefits as well. So it is always a risk assessment. And every single person has to make that for themselves. But what we absolutely do know at this point in time is that the vaccinated and the unvaccinated can get and spread COVID and that vaccinated and unvaccinated people have had mild symptoms all the way up to being hospitalized and unfortunately passing away. So whether or not there is any correlation or actual causation, and correlation and causation are two very different things um, between the vaccinated and unvaccinated, I don't think we have enough information at this point in time to know with as great of a certainty as the Biden administration is saying, definitely not in a way that can compel a choice and say that you are uh, basically a dirty, unclean American if you don't take the vaccine. That is just horrible messaging. It's a horrible, very immoral viewpoint. And for people like Cory Booker and uh, and Elizabeth Warren to say, well, we know that our symptoms are more mild because we have the vaccine. They can't possibly know that because they can't rerun the experiment on their own personal physical body to say, okay, here were my symptoms unvaccinated and now here are my symptoms vaccinated. They just don't know that. And the other thing that is really interesting to me in this whole coercive, disgusting mandate that the Biden administration is trying to force on Americans is that when people who are vaccinated, boosted, you know, whether it's one to who knows how many times at this point, every time that someone who is fully vaccinated and that term, of course, continues to change definitions every time someone who is fully vaccinated contracts COVID, 
They never say, oh, thank God everyone else is vaccinated so that my symptoms are milder. No, they always say, I'm so thankful that I received the vaccine so that my symptoms are more mild. They always attribute it to what they themselves did and their own personal choice to hopefully disrupt and to minimize the symptoms. So why does the left still get away with promoting this absurd lie that your decision of whether or not you're vaccinated affects me and my decision of whether or not I'm vaccinated? It doesn't. And the truth of the matter is that anyone who is vaccinated and contracts COVID always says they're so thankful for their own personal choice to be vaccinated. They don't care about anybody else. And it was also really disturbing to me to see how many people on Twitter yesterday were saying, if I find that unvaccinated person who gave Cory Booker and Senator Warren COVID, you know, then they're going to suffer and they're, you know, they're going to, um, yeah, there were a lot of threats toward, you know, this vague uh, unvaccinated individual that must have given Cory Booker or Elizabeth Warren uh, COVID. And that's also a ridiculous leftist narrative because it's not only entirely possible, it's probably more likely than not at this point, given how many people and the percentage of the population in D.C. specifically, where Cory Booker and Warren uh, both were, that they contracted COVID from somebody who also is vaccinated. So why are we continuing to perpetuate this myth of attempted segregation of the American population based on personal medical decisions? It's absurd. And I am really tired of this narrative from the Biden administration trying to make people feel unclean and dirty and lesser in society if they're unvaccinated. And I want to state this really, really clearly for all all of you who are listening, I do not promote either the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. I think it is a personal individual risk assessment decision that you have to determine for yourself and for your family what you believe is in your best interest based on your own personal health um, and, and any other factors that you yourself deem relevant. I mean, it's no different than any other form of medical treatment. And some people very legitimately have uh, religious objections to the vaccine. Um, I've personally helped quite a few clients who have uh, been under this you know, mandate from their, their work and their employment to say, I can't accept this vaccination for a religious purpose because of the way that this was created using aborted fetal stem cell research. Um, and that's an absolutely, absolutely valid point. So there are people who are in that category. There are people who um, simply don't want the vaccine at all. There are people who think that the risk calculation weighs in favor of taking the vaccine and saying, you know, I'm otherwise pretty healthy as well. And, and I want to take that as a preventative measure um, to reduce the symptoms. And I think that the data, you know, shows that I have a very good friend, um, Dr. Jonathan Sarfati, who is uh, part of Creation Ministries International. And you should follow him um, on Twitter, look at some of the, um, the articles that he has pushed out. And he talks about the mRNA technology. He talks about why, uh, you know, the statistics in his opinion, um, the vaccine is actually the better choice. 
And, you know, he's an ardent advocate for that. And then my good friend, Dr. Zev Zelenko, is an ardent advocate for saying you don't need the vaccine. There are so many different voices out there that are pushing different data and different risk assessment calculations that it necessarily needs to be at every individual's uh, different decision and their own conclusion based on the data. And for the Biden administration to be pushing this type of segregation and basically say, oh, for the vaccinated, have a Merry Christmas. You're going to be just fine. We're not going to let this hurt you. You know, he championing the um, the wonderful freedom that is America and the hope that we always have and go liberty and all that. But hey, for the unvaccinated, you know, winter of death and destruction and you people are bringing this on yourselves. And, you know, basically they're saying that you deserve to die if you're unvaccinated. Biden has now made himself the president of only the vaccinated. That is an absolutely disgusting and disturbingly immoral position for any president or any leader of any country. And we need to push back on that. And I will always advocate for individual liberty and choice when it comes to personal decision making. That is the entire point of having rights in this country is that we can disagree on the best choice. We can disagree on what metric is uh, weighted the most heavily. We can disagree on risk assessment calculation. I can disagree with members of my own family on various things. That is the whole point of being able to have data and being able to interpret it and determine for ourselves what is the best choice. So I will always be an advocate for individual freedom of choice. And the one other thing that I want to say about this is that when I talk about this and I say, okay, you know, this is an individual decision and that's why I won't ever reveal my own vaccination status because one, it's nobody's business. And once you reveal your status, I hate when people caveat like, you know, I'm fully vaccinated, but, and then they go on and it's like, what, you know, why are you virtue signaling like that? It doesn't matter. Does it make your position any less uh, true or valid in terms of the logic or the morality of it just to have that caveat? No. Or to say, you know, well, I'm unvaccinated, but it automatically puts you in a category that people view your opinion through a certain lens when you reveal that. And not only that, it sets you into, by by necessity, a segregated group. I think we should all say we're Americans and I don't care whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I think that's your choice. And I don't care to even know. I don't care what your vaccination status is and I'm not entitled to know. And for everybody who is revealing that, I think you're just playing into this notion of false segregation. So I don't ever reveal that because I say what I say because it's true, it's logical, it's fact-based, and it's the best argument. And it would be true if I'm vaccinated. It would be true if I'm unvaccinated. So that part of it doesn't matter. And we have to stop playing into this false narrative of segregation and saying, basically, listen to me because I'm a member of the vaccinated or unvaccinated category. We need to just be Americans who are saying this is anyone's personal health decision and we support whatever their decision is. And and you can disagree, certainly from a religious viewpoint. I mean, I certainly understand if you are one of the people who say no one should receive the vaccine because it's immoral based on fetal stem cell research. That's also a valid position. Um, however, I think 
that we need to be abundantly clear to each other and to the government that our status is no one's business. You don't show papers. You don't caveat by putting yourself intentionally into one of their segregated categories. And we don't make this an us versus them. If there is any us versus them in this scenario, it's us, we the people versus an overreaching tyrannical government that wants to segregate us and we won't allow that. So the last thing that I want to say on this is the pushback whenever I say, you know, I'm pro-choice, right, which is which is kind of a funny uh, way that has the, the narrative on that has flipped because that has always been the mantra in the context of abortion and um, and, you know, woman's so-called right to choose and all of this. And so the pushback to conservatives who are saying this is a free choice for everyone is, well, funny how, you know, health decision making doesn't include abortion. Well, this is a false comparison, and we have to also push back on that ridiculous uh, notion from the leftists that somehow the individual free choice for an individual to get vaccinated or not is somehow morally equivalent to the choice of intentionally killing the life of an unborn child. It's just absolutely not the same comparison. And so when you're looking at the contemplation of taking a vaccine. Not taking a vaccine does not leave anyone else more at risk. It may leave yourself more at risk, but that's your choice. Um, just like, you know, participating in any other inherently dangerous activity. It's your choice whether or not you want to take the risk. You are not putting others at risk by remaining unvaccinated. There is not a moral imperative that you have to be vaccinated in order to help the greater good of society, protect grandma, uh, any of those things. Those notions are thoroughly dispelled because both the vaccinated and unvaccinated can get and spread COVID. So it only matters to your own personal health uh, whether or not you have taken the vaccine. So there's no moral imperative to get the vaccine. Um, so there is no equivalent there with the choice to intentionally cause the death of another of an unborn child. And there's also no uh, moral imperative, in my view, of remaining unvaccinated because um, the vaccine has shown to have some benefit potentially for some age groups, particularly those that are of um, high risk. And if you want to make the risk assessment calculation that for your own personal safety, like Booker and Warren, who are saying, I'm so grateful I took the vaccine because my symptoms are milder, and you want to take um, the risk of having unknown uh, potential health consequences of taking the vaccine, there is also no <clears throat> moral imperative that you have to remain unvaccinated. That is because by anyone taking the vaccine, that's not making anyone else at further at risk. You are not causing any harm to another by taking the vaccine either. So that is also different from the medical decision to intentionally bring about the death of another, including an unborn child. So this is why it's a completely different risk calculation, moral calculation, and calculation in general in terms of choice, because morally, 
It is a valid moral choice to remain unvaccinated. It is a valid moral choice to get the vaccine. Again, depending on whether or not your conscience allows that. There there are parts of scripture, the conscience uh, clauses or the, the conscience verses or what they're talking about. If you yourself have a a conscience issue that you feel guilt from the Lord by taking the vaccine based on the uh, the way that the vaccine is derived, then it could be morally wrong for you as an individual. Or if you are if you feel guilt over remaining unvaccinated, that could be uh, then morally wrong as to you. But that doesn't mean that as a broad brush, it is moral or immoral for everyone. Whereas the choice to commit abortion and to intentionally bring about the death of a child, that is a moral imperative for everyone because intentionally causing the death of an innocent person is always murder. There is no justification morally for that. So we have to put this in perspective, not buy into the crazy, just ridiculous leftist narrative. And we also cannot separate ourselves into the categories of vaccinated and unvaccinated. Don't let yourself be brought in to these false segregated communities just based on your own personal vaccination status. I listen to a lot of different voices and opinions and data and everything from people who are both vaccinated, unvaccinated, that doesn't matter to me. What matters is, does their argument make sense logically? Is it data-driven? What is their weighing mechanism? What is their matrix for uh, weight evaluation of this? What What are they actually advocating for? Are they saying it's a moral imperative to stay unvaccinated? Are they saying it's a moral imperative to get vaccinated? If so, you know, that's a ridiculous argument. Uh, Those are the things that I pay attention to. We have to look at this logically. We have to look at it uh, from the perspective of of each individual's personal decisions. And we have to push back against a government that is so corrupt and so thoroughly disgusting that it's actually its own coronavirus uh, chief, you know, head of this task force is actually saying we applaud people and we're giving our, we're condoning only the people who make this choice instead of recognizing that people who might make a different choice also are completely valid in that choice. And it's, it's absolutely morally wrong that the Biden administration is putting out language and messaging like that. It's horrible. And that's what we need to push back against, whether you are vaccinated or unvaccinated, push back against that type of messaging. And before I go, I want to talk about my good friend, Mike Lindell, because uh, he, of course, has been the victim of cancel culture. And uh, he is out of all of the box stores. If you have been shopping this weekend with your families like I have and going around and Christmas shopping, um, you have not seen his products in any of the box stores. And that is because he, like me, will stand up and tell the truth. He will also give his political opinions on very controversial things that Uh, the left doesn't happen to like. And so they are trying to cancel him and make his business suffer simply because he stands up firmly and will talk about very controversial things. 
I support Mike Lindell in doing that. I support his company, and I hope that uh, you will also support MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square. You can see uh, the promo codes. Um, Please use the promo code Jenna. That will let him know that you listen to the show, that you are grateful that he is a sponsor of my show, and you are um, thankful to him standing up with courage and always, always refusing to back down to the insane radical leftists. You'll get a great discount on all my pillow products up to 66%. Um, there's my pillow, the regular pillows. There's also tons of other great products. It is not too late to still buy for Christmas. So go to mypillow.com, support Mike Lindell, use the promo code Jenna, and I will see you tomorrow. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.